When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. .com.au The Trade Feed for Host Plus. An industry super fund for all Australians. And Toyota. Toyota certified. Pre-owned in a class of its own. Good morning. You're listening to Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Trade up to Continental Tyres this trade period. Sarah Ollie and Josh Skaplich here with you for the next hour on the trade feed. Josh, good morning to you. Good morning, Sarah. You had an eventful night last night at the Dogs Best and Ferris. Yeah, we'll get to that at some point, but it was quite fascinating to be in the room with Josh Dunkley winning the Charles Sutton medal after previously announcing that he was departing the club. It was definitely... Eerie? Oh, it was eerie. I mean, I don't know if Walker was the right word, but it was uncomfortable, especially because Tom Liberatore came second. He's a fan favourite. He won three other awards last cleaned night. Up. He cleaned up. <laughs> but it was all gearing towards who was going to take home the Charles Sutton, and it was Josh Dunkley, and it was it was uncomfortable. We'll get to that a little bit later, but we've got some special guests coming in today, Daniel Howe, James Gallagher, and Isaac Smith. And the man I just said off the top there is in the studio with us, Daniel Howe, the delisted hawk. Welcome to the Trade Feed. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Josh. Now, you're 26 years old, pick 31 back in 2014, 96 games for Hawthorne, so close to that 100 mark. How do you reflect on your delisting? Did you see it coming? Because we had Cal Brown in the same chair as you this time yesterday, and he said he was totally blindsided. Um, Yeah, look, as the year unfolded, I think I had... Reading between the lines, I think I had a fair idea that, that the listing was coming. So it wasn't a surprise when um, Sam and Rob told me that I wouldn't be there next year. But at the same time, it's, it's, it does hit you um, when you're in the room and you get that news. So, yeah, it's been an interesting little period um, the last month or so. And Josh and I were talking before. We found it a bit confusing that... You played in round 23 and then you were delisted. Did, did you have an idea going into that game that that would be your last in the brown and gold? Uh, yeah, my personal feeling was that would be my last. So really tried to soak it up and enjoy the moment. I think it was big boys uh, last game as well. So got to play with him one last time. And um, going into that game, I just really wanted to uh, appreciate the moment and yeah, appreciate the game. Now, Dan, you've, you've played a lot of footy. 96 games is a lot of footy and you were... In and around the mark a lot of this year under Sam Mitchell, do you think you can earn a second chance at another club? Because you're not that old. You've got a fair bit of experience. And your VFL form this year as well was exceptional at Box Hill. Are you confident you can get another chance? Uh, I'd like to think so. Um, I think I've got a lot to value, um, lot, lot of value to add to, a, to an organisation. Um, I'm only 26. I've got a lot of footy ahead of me. My body feels really good. I think my... I've learnt so much over the last eight years that if I was to get another another crack at it, then I'd be that it, I'd be better for it um, in the long run. So I would love that opportunity if if that arose. 
I know it's only early days and obviously clubs are focusing on the trade period right now, but we've spoken at length this week, Sarah and myself, around delisted free agents and some of the success stories that have come from that avenue, that list mechanism. Has there been much interest so far? I understand there's been a little bit. I know it's only early days. Yeah, early days. I think there's a little bit of interest, but not sure how serious that is at the moment. Um, Hopefully um, after trade week, um, that interest potentially ramps up. Um, and then hopefully, yeah, an opportunity arises from there. We spoke to Cal Brown yesterday about life on the fringe and, and everyone thinks that AFL footy is so glamorous. I mean, I mean, you're paid well, you're, you're an athlete, you're, you're living your dream, you're on TV, all those sorts of things. But when you're not in the 22 each week, what's it like coming to the club every day, not knowing it's, it's Monday, you come in, you flip a box on the weekend and you, you think you've gone all right, you think it might be a chance, but you've got to wait until Thursday afternoon for Sam Mitchell to tell you whether you're playing in the seniors or the twos. How difficult is, is life on the fringe? Uh, it is difficult um, in terms of uh, like the AFL bubble. It's like you're always on edge, you're always um, like every training session counts, every meeting mm. counts. So you're always sort of, um, yeah, fighting for your spot, I guess. Um, but in the big picture of things, like as you said, we're pretty lucky as AFL footballers that we get to do what we love um, as a career and, um, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, like it's not the biggest issue. But when you're in the midst of it, it um, can can feel that way. Do you still love it? Do you still have that firing desire to go around again or is it a bit of a compromised love-hate relationship for you given how things have unfolded? No, I still love it. I still love the game. I grew up loving loving the game, so that love will never end. But... Um, at the same time, it is your career and you want to be um, progressing and you want to be doing well. So it is a, a fine balance of um, balancing those two out. Josh mentioned before that there has been great success for delisted free agents. We spoke to Mitch Robinson on Monday, kind of the poster boy, Josh, for, for that because he, what, he did he play another 100 or so games? 147. 147. So after 100 games. Underselling. And then he went won in best and fairest yes. at Brisbane. So do you take some some solace, some inspiration from those kind of stories because they're actually perhaps not as rare as we think. And I think moving forward, they're going to become more common. Even the the inclusion now of the SSP exactly. period and the mid-season draft has increased the avenues to get back onto an AFL list. Does that, does that lift your spirits a bit? I know it's quite a difficult time and we appreciate you coming in because it's difficult to come out of the system and, and not know where your future lies and whether your AFL dream will continue. But you, mu- you must have a bit more confidence now that there are other ways to get back in there. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, over the years you learn that footy can change in an instant. Like um, anything can happen. Like there's a lot of time to um, for things to happen and a lot of waters to go under the bridge. So I'm uh, keeping my spirits high. I'm hoping for another opportunity. And if, it, and if it rises, I'll hopefully take it. One thing that has changed in terms of the last 12 months is you played 20 games under Alistair Clarkson last year in 2021, his final season. You only managed nine appearances under Sam Mitchell this year. Did you fall out of favour? I mean, what was the communication like with Sam across the year? We see this happen from time to time when it, when there's a coaching change. What happened? Yeah, look, it became pretty clear to me early on that um, the club was going in another direction. I think um, they were trying to progress their younger players, um, get games un- under into them. And um, unfortunately, as a 26-year-old, I don't think I've, I – fitted into their plans. Um, what is in your too old at 26? Well, that's, yeah, that's what I, I took from <laughs> You're it. You're yeah. a baby still. <laughs> 26 is still so young. Yeah. Well, yeah. I feel like I've got plenty of footy in me. That's 
You're not alone, though. We saw that with, with Liam Shields and, and, and Tom Phillips. They spent a lot of time in the VFL, and they were always on the fringe, playing really well at Box Hill. You can understand the direction the club's going in. But just give us a bit of insight into the, the communication with uh, with Rob McCartney, Mark McKenzie, the decision makers at the club. Were they quite open with, with where your contract's at throughout the year? Yeah, well, that, yes, they were open. Um, in terms of um, giving me some clarity, I don't think they could do that. So, mm. um, which is fine, and that's and that's footy, and that's um, that's the case for a lot of players at that stage during the year. So, um, in terms of the communication, like I didn't have a problem with it at all. We're speaking to Daniel Howe, delisted Hawk. Now you seem like a pretty learned kind of individual, Dan. What are you doing outside of footy? That's a compliment. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> he does seem uh, quite polished. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> Um, currently studying arts at Monash University. Lovely. And what are um, we studying? Uh, we're studying arts, sorry. And no, 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 majoring, within it, within sorry, it. majoring in psychology at the moment. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's interesting. We'll see how we go. Maybe get into a, a few club heads. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dan, you're a Yarrawonga boy from way back. You boarded at Xavier College. You've, you've lived in Melbourne for quite a long time now. If, if the AFL dream doesn't continue, do you see yourself... Remaining in Melbourne, do you see yourself playing state league footy? Do you see yourself even going and maybe playing the Sandful or the Waffle or somewhere else? Have you thought that far ahead yet? Uh, to be honest, I haven't. Um, but uh, I'd like to remain in Melbourne if, if the AFL opportunity doesn't arise. Um, hopefully spend a bit of time overseas, I think, uh, after having two or three years without mm. being able to do that. Um, and in terms of footy, yeah, I'm not too sure um, what comes next. Maybe maybe a bit of state league stuff or maybe, yeah. Old Zavarians come calling? Potentially. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> they often do come calling, yeah. don't they? <laughs> they do, Sarah, they do. And Daniel, in terms of the travel plans, where would you like to get away to? Because Cal was in here yesterday and... He said he's got, what, was it one plane going to Germany, was it? They're going to Munich they're for going October to 1st, Munich. that's all they're booked. Oh, really? No Kyle plans. Brown Tyler yeah. Brown. No plans. Are you a bit more of a planner? Well, I don't have any plans at the moment, just okay. with the uncertainty. But <laughs> um, we are just speaking before that we might, I might uh, go to Japan, hopefully. Oh, well, Josh would have some tips for you. Yeah, yeah I'll hit him up I'm going to go there in a few weeks. So it, what what, what would you do? I'm a Tokyo man. Okay. So. A fish market man? I love the uh, skidgy fish market. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Daniel, thank you so much for joining us here on the Trade Feed. Best of luck for the future. Hopefully some clubs will come calling because it sounds like you've still got a love for the game. It sounds like you've got a lot more to give. And wouldn't it be nice just four more games to get to that magical milestone of 100? That'd be nice. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Thanks for joining Josh. us. Thanks, Dan. Daniel Howe, the delisted Hawthorne player. Josh, I reckon... I reckon the club is going to come and have a nibble. What do you reckon? Well, we'll keep a very close eye on it because we'll look at a lot of these delisted free agents across the next couple of months, not just the next fortnight, because it's going to play out all the way up through the draft, through the SSP period. And, and Dan Howe is a name that everyone should be keeping an eye out for heading into that period. This is the Trade Feed. Thanks to Toyota. Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Engineered in Germany. Proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. Head there for full terms, visit mcdonalds.com.au. The Trade Feed for Host Plus. An industry super fund for all Australians. And Toyota. Toyota certified. Pre-owned in a class of its own.
This is a trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tyler's need stock fast. Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. So the news this morning, Josh Dunkley has taken out the dogs best and fairest last night ahead of Tom Liberatore. And Luke Dalhouse has announced his retirement. And actually, on the phone, we have one of his teammates, the Norm Smith medalist from the weekend, Isaac Smith. Thank you for joining us on the Trade Feed. No worries. Thanks for having me. Walk us through these past couple of days. What's it been like for you in the city of Geelong? Uh, oh, it's been awesome, I think, uh, especially post the last two or three years of uh, COVID life, uh, especially all Victorians. Uh, the Geelong community's really rallied behind us and embraced us this year, and uh, it's been awesome that we've been able to get out in the community and thank them for all their support. How much sleep have you had? Uh, I've actually had an, a little bit the last couple of days. As uh, I've got a couple of young kids at home. I don't uh, party anywhere near as hard <laughs> as I used to. Isaac, talk us through the Mad Monday outfits because they were extraordinary. When did you plan them? Did you have a couple of... Can- you know, contingency plans in place because if you didn't win, you couldn't have worn that. But talk us through the senior citizens' outfits because they were fantastic. Yeah, it would have been uh, very risque deciding <laughs> to wear that post a loss. But fortunately, it all worked out. Joel came to us last Wednesday and threw up the idea and uh, we thought it was brilliant and all jumped on board. And uh, he was able to organise a local retirement village van and uh, a few Zimmer frames and a couple <laughs> of other walking sticks and different things. So uh, oh, it was all a bit of tongue-in-cheek and a bit of a laugh. And I think uh, for the majority, everyone's taken it pretty well. Jed Buse dressed up as Simon Lloyd. That was my absolute favourite. What was the feedback? Yeah. What did Simon Lloyd think about the head of the football at the Cats? Well, I know Simon's wife dropped Lloydy's clothes around to Buse's house <laughs> without letting him know it was all happening. So... <laughs> Uh, no, it was very, very funny. And uh, Lloyd is a bit of the policeman around uh, the club. So Beauty was very much the policeman on uh, Monday, which was very funny. You mentioned Joel Selwood before. I mean, yesterday it was, it was emotional watching him announce his retirement. Take us into the rooms when he, when he told you boys that that was it for him, because I imagine it was emotional in there too. Uh, yeah, it was, but uh, I think it was, oh, it was obviously Joel was quite emotional, but I think it was more of a celebration of what he's achieved uh, throughout his football career and what he's done for the Geelong Football Club. So, uh, yeah, fortunate to be a part of a little piece of Joel's career and I'm sure he'll go on to do bigger and better things. He'll have plenty of opportunities uh, within Victoria especially to do something else and... Uh, yeah, he certainly deserves whatever comes his way. You mentioned there you've only been at Geelong for a small part of Joel's existence, but what is it about Joel? I don't know if I've ever seen a more loved figure. Uh, yeah, I just think uh, I think what the people see uh, is what he does on the football field, but probably what the football community got to see the real Joel Selwood was on Saturday afternoon uh, before the bounce when... Uh, he took Jordan and Gary Ablett's son through the banner and then what he was able to do wasn't just about himself or the 22 players around. It was about everyone else that has had an impact on the Geelong Footy Club over a long, long period of time and just how selfless he is and how much he's been able to bring the community into the football club is something to be admired.
Isaac, let's spend a bit more time speaking about Saturday because it's a really famous performance by you that'll live for a very long time. You made a great speech when you accepted the Norm Smith Medal from Nathan Buckley and you referenced your pop. Can you just tell us a little bit more about the build-up to the prelim and the emotion that you, you experienced throughout that final series? Oh, yeah, it was, uh, even though he was uh, of an elderly age and he's had a fantastic life, it came a bit of a shock as um, he was very healthy, sort of, uh, a couple of weeks leading into the AFL Grand Final, we didn't think uh, his life was anywhere near ended. So, um, yeah, I sort of got a phone call on the Monday or Tuesday before the prelim final, and I was able to organise to get up there for 24 hours on the Wednesday. I think I got back the Thursday and then played the Friday or something along those lines. And uh, Yeah, it obviously had a bit of an impact on me because I wasn't able to get a kick for a half a footy against Brisbane. So... Um, I think a few family and friends may have been happy might have blown my odds out for the Norm Smith on grand final day. But uh, it's been, yeah, it's been a, a big few weeks for our family and uh, we've got a funeral tomorrow and uh, it should be a beautiful celebration and really looking forward to it. Well, all the best with that. I thought that was absolutely fantastic the way you dealt with that. We're here to talk about trades as well and you're a big part of uh, the, the recent trade experience. You move clubs two years ago. I want you to sort of walk us back through that period because after 210 games at Hawthorne, three premierships, part of that really famous era under Alistair Clarkson, you chose at the age of 31 to move to a number, another club. How difficult was that? And did it feel like vindication in a way on Saturday afternoon? Uh, vindication's probably the wrong word. It was, yeah, it was a really difficult decision. I, uh, have a huge debt to the Hawthorne Football Club with what they were able to offer me and provide me over a long period of time and I've certainly got a lot of close friends and great relationships there and um, they're a brilliant football club but um, yeah through my own personal career I saw I thought there was going to be limited opportunities and um, there was certainly a breath of change coming and what that meant for me as a 31 year old probably wasn't going to be great Um, so yeah, I took the time to really assess the landscape and what was going to be good for me and my family. And it wasn't just about football either. It was about uh, seeing another great organisation. It was about another uh, another opportunity to um, embed myself in another community and um, also probably lead a bit of a lifestyle that my wife and I had envisaged for our family, both being country people. So... Uh, there was a lot of things that went into the decision. Uh, and, yeah, there was no vindication, but there was certainly a lot of satisfaction on Saturday when it all played out. You mentioned the lifestyle there, Isaac. How much of a pull and an advantage is that to the Cats when they are making these pitches to players? Because it does seem like a pretty idyllic life down on the surf coast. Uh, yeah, obviously that has influence, but... Probably more than that is how the club operates and how they treat their players is probably their biggest asset. So um, the lifestyle is one, but if you don't get to use it because you've got no time, there's no point having it. So, uh, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very good club and I'm very lucky to be there. And I've been fortunate to be at two great clubs and uh, see how they can operate and operate in different ways. We're speaking to Isaac Smith, the 2022 Norm Smith medalist. Now, news from yesterday night, Isaac, is that a former teammate of yours in Jack Gunston, he's kind of following a similar path to you. He's going to go up to the Lions. I'm just wondering, did he have a conversation with you about your experience doing that? 
Uh, I speak to Jack as a good close friend. Um, he probably didn't really seek my counsel. I think uh, Jack um, is certainly mature and wise enough to um, make his own decisions. And he's got a, as I do, a lot of close friends up in Brisbane through those ties, through those uh, Hawthorne days. And uh, yeah, I think Jack probably made a really smart decision for himself and his family. And um, what he sees best. So I wish him nothing but success. Isaac, 30 used to be a real barrier for clubs looking to recruit players and they wouldn't really explore them. They'd look at more of the, the older types. We've seen Hodge and Lewis and Sam Mitchell move in the last year or two. But it feels like with yourself and Jack Gunston, clubs have gone after a real need, a real role and a real position. Do you see a, a future, more clubs looking for these players north of the age of 30? Yeah, I, I do, and uh, it's always blown my mind that the AFL landscape, as soon as you hit 30, they write you off. Most professional sports around the world, uh, especially footballing codes, 30s, uh, when you're sort of hitting your peak, if uh, you even take a couple of Australian sports into account, you've got rugby league, and certainly um, those players are earning their biggest contracts into their 30s. Uh, cricket, more often than not, you see the test cricket team is between sort of 30 and 37 years of age. So uh, I think the way clubs train their players, how they treat their players these days, um, you'll see players' careers going longer. You, you probably won't see kids getting smashed into the ground as soon as they come into the industry. So, yeah, to me, I don't see why you wouldn't be going after 30-year-olds. And if you've got a real gap to fill in your squad, um, one, they can offer their talent and ability on the field, but... I have so much experience in the industry as well. Your future was confirmed for next year earlier this week. You'll be 34 before round one. You've got 258 games on the board at the moment. Can you get to 300? Because people look at you and the way you performed on the weekend and think that you've got years left. <laughs> uh, we'll see. <laughs> people do forget, we'll though, see. that you started quite late. Obviously, a mature age pick out of the VFL, had that, that dominance at Redan and then with the North Ballarat Roosters back in the day. So it's taken a bit longer to get to this point, but I feel like you've got... Years, I reckon, I reckon the way you're playing. Years. <laughs> I reckon you've got years. Now, I know you've got... Oh, I, need, I, need, I need you too as my list manager. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to Andrew Happy Mackey to in, and yeah. Simon Lloyd in the coming period. <laughs> but just before we let you go, obviously your wife and yourself uh, had a second baby in June, so you've got your hands full. So what... What does a premiership celebration look like for you in the coming months? It must be quite different to that three-peat. I think it'll be very different. I think there'll be a lot of me at home uh, looking after two kids as my wife probably felt the brunt of it the last few months. So, uh, yeah, certainly a lot more low-key and and quieter. I'd very much like to be hopping on a plane and jetting off somewhere, but I just don't think that's going to happen. Well, Isaac, thank you so much for joining us on the Trade Feed. Congratulations on an outstanding season capped off with that Premiership and Norm Smith medal. And best of luck for tomorrow, sending off your pop. He sounds like he was a really special man. So best of luck for that tomorrow. Oh, thank you very much. And thanks for having me. Isaac Smith there, the 2022 Norm Smith medalist. So how many more games does he need, Josh, to get to 300? Needs 42, Sarah. He's played 42. 48 of 50 well, that's, that's at Geelong. two seasons at Geelong, isn't it? Because, yeah. I mean... That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, I reckon he's got it in him. Yeah, I, I think he's got 300 games in him. And, and as I said, people do forget that he was a late starter. He was a mature age pick.
So That's correct. Just but he's got that kind of build that he looks so durable, and I am touching wood as we speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he just looks like he could just run and run forever. Ask John Longmire that. That's what happened on the weekend. Yeah, okay, you don't need to remind me of that. All right, this is the trade feed for Ream. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install the Ream. You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Engineered in Germany. Proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. Real Aussies are winning big. Go that whatever happens, whatever your, your decision may be, you've got to see it through with us because uh, you've invested too much here and we've invested too much in you for this to end badly. And um, he agreed um, that uh, it was important for him. No matter, I don't know whether he'd made his decision at the time. Um, we've had a couple of conversations since and... Um, probably the, the most deflating one was obviously when he called me to let me know what his decision was. And, uh, and again, we had, that convers- we had that chat and I reminded him of his conviction and uh, he promised me he'd be here. Um, and, and I'm really grateful, I think we all are, that he's um, you know, been mature and, um, and respects his time at our football club that he's here tonight to really see it through. Western Bulldogs coach there, Luke Beveridge. Now, Josh, you were in the room last night for the best and fairest count. Just take us into the room because it's got to be a little awkward, a little uncomfortable when your best and fairest is leaving for another club. Absolutely. It was awkward. It was uncomfortable. Usually it's a big celebration. Obviously, the Western Bulldogs didn't have a great season in the end in terms of their expectation and the way it ended in the West in that elimination final. But usually it's a massive celebration. There were a lot of past greats in there, a lot of past Charles Sutton medalists that were up on stage presenting awards. Tony Liberatore, Scott West, obviously they've both got sons in the room. And and Tom Liberatore is a fan favourite. We know that. He won three other awards on the night and there was a hope inside the room the longer the night went on that he would become a two-time Sutton medalist. Going back to 2014 was when he won his, his, his medal, and since then he's had the two ACLs. So there was just those sort of factors in the room, and obviously the Dunkley cloud was, was hanging over the room, and unfortunately I already knew the result. I had an embargoed release. I'd already written the piece. <laughs> I was one of the few inside the room that knew what was coming, but I could just feel the tension start to build. And and Luke Beveridge was was actually really – he was really impressive the way he dealt with it. He, he knocked it on the head in terms of the disappointment. The club – the club's shattered. Let, let's be honest. The club are absolutely devastated. They're losing Josh Dunkley at 25, about to enter his absolute prime. I mean, he's just won a best and fairest. They are going to want some some serious return from him. We didn't quite get to the bit of the audio where he says, hey, Lions, you need a pony up. Pony up. Sammy Power <laughs> is going to go to work. So Sam Power, of course, is the list manager at the Western Bulldogs, and, and he's going to have to do some, some some really good work to try and get those two first-round picks out of the club. But let's hear from Josh Dunkley because you've got to give it to him. I mean, there were 1,200 people in the room, Sarah, really difficult to get up there and front them after they all know that you want to go and play for another club somewhere else. So this is what he had to say at the Charles Sutton medal last night. 
it's been a journey and obviously in my first year achieving the the ultimate success was something that I'll never forget and to share that with the teammates and, and the coaches that were involved and the whole footy club in as a whole was just an incredible feeling and to fall so short last year by just a, just a whisker was obviously disappointing but um, I'm sure the group is going to push forward and yeah I'm really obviously grateful for my time and um, it's hard, it's so hard being up here right now to be honest, it's uh, hearing what Bebo just said and um, yeah it makes me really emotional to be honest just to the uh, yeah, the support and every, all the love that I get from all the fans, and I'm very grateful for it. So you can hear there, he's being pretty well received by the room. There's cheering, there's clapping. You can also hear the real emotion in his voice. What did what did you make of his speech? He clearly didn't know what was going to happen. You did, Josh. You you had the embargoed coffee, but but how was Josh Dunkley standing up there on the dice? Oh, he, he was nervous. He was emotional, as you can expect. I, I mean. I've been to a lot of these best and fairest now, like you have. You're going tonight. We'll talk about that a bit later on. But it wasn't quite the celebration that they usually are. Usually you celebrate a champion of your club, especially a first-time winner, because you can never take that away from them. And the point was well made by Luke Beveridge and other people on the night that Josh Dunkley departs the club as a premiership player, as a 100-game player, and as a best and fairest winner. There are only 13 players in the history of the Footscray Football Club that have done that. So that is incredible company to think about. So you can't really hold the move against him, although I have been having a look. On Twitter, there are some salty Bulldogs fans, and it is understandable when you look at the photo of him alongside Liber and and Aaron Norton, and you're thinking, oh, our best player, he's going north to Brisbane. Luke Beveridge, he says, pony up, Lions. Does this add significant value to the trade that they're going to orchestrate? I think they hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it doesn't hurt. I mean, I don't know how much value it adds, but it definitely, it just adds another layer because people attach best and fairest to resumes for a long time. It's like an All-Australian blazer. It definitely adds a little bit of value. I don't know what it means in terms of draft cachet, but could there be a player involved? I don't know. I feel my sense from the Western Bulldogs and from the Brisbane Lions is this is going to go down to the wire. This is a deadline day deal at this stage, unless they can beat something out pretty quickly. Because will the dogs ask for two first round picks? They want two first round picks. That's for sure. I don't know if they'll get that. I think they may end up settling on a first and a second, but who knows? There's so much to play out, but what an intriguing end to the season for the Western Bulldogs. And just what it's going to look like for both clubs. Luke Beveridge also described Josh Dunkley as the glue as the glue that holds the club together. I mean, firstly, they're not going to come unstuck without him, but how is that midfield going to look without him? We know they're stacked. And then how is Brisbane's midfield going to look? Because we feel like maybe they did need an extra body in there. And now he's going to be playing alongside the likes of Lockie Neal, Hugh McCluggage. It's going to be a pretty star-studded midfield up in Brisbane. I get a sense, Sarah, that as we creep closer to round one next year, and it's a long way away, but I think Brisbane are going to exit the trade in the draft period as the best club to come out of that period. When you think about Jack Gunston has committed to going to that football club as well. We know Will Ashcroft is going to come in and, and play a lot of senior footy next year. Who knows? He might be a, a Nick Dacos and play every game, a Sam Walsh, those sorts of types. I feel like they're, they're going to spike on the back of this player movement space. This is the trade feed. Thanks to Toyota, Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. Up next, we speak to James Gallagher. You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres. Be you. 
The Trade Feed for Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians. And Toyota, Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. You're listening to Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Trade up to Continental Tyres this trade period. Sarah Ollie and Josh Gablich here with you on the Trade Feed for around the next 15 minutes. And joining us on the line now is St Kilda List Manager, James Gallagher. James, thanks for joining us on the Trade Feed. Since you've been involved at the Saints since 2018, this time of year has been pretty busy for you. What's the plan this time around? Uh, firstly, g'day, Josh and Sarah. Thanks for having me on. Um, and yeah, you're right. We've had we had a I've had a couple of busy years um, in my first uh, few years um, at St Kilda. But um, oh, look, I, I anticipate it will be a bit uh, quieter this year for um, um, for various reasons. But um, you know, we still you know we're um, we really need to to continue to improve our list, uh, make sure we get better next year and into the future. But uh, I don't think it'll be, uh, you know, there won't be a, a frenzy around St Kilda like there potentially has been you know, maybe back in uh, 2019 and 2020. Your first draft pick, I believe, is pick nine. What are the intentions there? Are you going to hold on to it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, look, one of the um, the key things that um, is a priority for us this year um, is to make sure that we, you know, we maximise um, our early draft picks um, for, you know, for good reason. Uh, you know, two and three years ago, we didn't pick early in the draft. We really needed to uh, improve our list and get it up to a to a point where we think it's it's good, improving and, and really capable. Um, but you know, last year and again this year, um, it's really important again to um, to keep feeding in really high end talent uh, through the draft, um, and that's that's certainly a priority this year. We're at nine, which um, you know will likely push out to ten uh, once the, the bid for, for Ashcroft comes in. Um, we're we're pretty open minded to it. You know, if we can come in a bit earlier, um, that'd be great. But you know, at the same time on the night, it may be you know, pushing out you know a couple of spots to pick up something extra if that's the way we feel the draft is going. But um, there's certainly no intention of, of trading that out. James, we've got to talk to you about Jordan to go because the club's been very open in the last few months around the interest in him. As we sit here right now, he's yet to reveal his intentions going forward. Is he still a a player the Saints are targeting? Yeah, yeah. Look, he is. Um, so we've had a number of conversations, um, you know, with Jordan and his management over over a few months now. So uh, he's got a he's got a big decision to make, um, and uh, you know the time's coming pretty quickly for that decision. So you know, I anticipate in the next two or three days he'll um, he'll make that call. Um, that will shape a little bit about what we do, um, you know, over the next couple of weeks. Uh, but yeah, look, we we think he'd be a he'd be an outstanding fit. Um, for our footy club and our footy team. Um, now he's, he's an exceptional player. He's a big game player and he's got plenty of footy in front of him. Uh, so we think he'd, he'd work in really, really well with, uh, with our group and our club. But, you know, he's a Collingwood player. Um, he's been there for, for a long time. He's got some you know, uh, pretty strong relationships there. So, yeah, it's a, it's a big decision for him and I think we'll all know a bit more in the next couple of days. Take us inside the pursuit of him because he's been the most spoken about player across 2022 for many different reasons obviously the off-field stuff, but his football in the back end of the year really put that back front and centre. How long have you been targeting him for and has it got to a point now where there's a confidence that you might get him? Oh, like every club, we sort of target free agents a, a fair way out. This isn't a, a new conversation. Mm. Um, so it's been 
uh, underway for you know for a long time. Um, what we think we need at, at our footy club is is we've got a good list. Uh, we've got a good list. We've got a lot of good players, and we've, we've got a few at the top end. And we think there's a few others that can emerge from our group that are growing into that. Um, but our priorities are to you know to to improve that that real top end um, of our list, and whether that be through trade free agency or or through the draft and. We think that Jordan can do that for us. Um, he complement our group um, really well. So, um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a conversation that's been ongoing for a while. You know, no doubt there's there's plenty of other clubs that have um, that have been you know part of the the discussion um, with Jordan as you know, as Collingwood clearly has um, been given that's his club. Um, yeah, I think we're we've done a, a you know a pretty reasonable job uh, to this point in in positioning our club as. Um, you know, it was a pretty attractive destination for uh, for a guy who's sort of you know 26 years old, um, you know, a very very good footballer, and with a lot of footy ahead of him. Um, and our group, I think, you know, is is ready um, and really keen to have you know another player of that sort of ability um, join them. Uh, but yeah, like I said, we'll we'll know more in the next couple of days. I think. If we look at the build up of your list, I mean. Are you in the market for another tool to support someone like Max King in attack and Rowan Marshall in the ruck? Are you in the market for some some key tools? Uh, yeah, I think we need we we need another tool, I reckon, um, and that's to help uh, probably at both ends. Uh, I think so. Um, you know, we've got a really good young ruckman there in Rowan Marshall. He's he's played some outstanding footy for us for, for three or four years. Um, he's been doing that in, in tandem with Paddy Ryder for the last three years, but. Uh, he's ready to to take on the number one um, ruck role, and we're really keen to give him that opportunity. Um, so he he'll certainly be our ruckman. We've got you know exceptional young uh, key forward in Max there, who um, you know has has done a, a wonderful job for a kid in his the third year of his AFL career. But we think yeah that that we need um, a bit more help for those two guys. Um, we have. Jack Hayes, who you know he's only played four or five games, Hazy, but but made a big splash when he did come in. Um, terrific lad, great character, um, outstanding competitor, and, and has shown that he could actually be a pretty good AFL player. You know he's done his knee, so he he'll be um, slow up until probably March. He's he's certainly aiming for round one next year, so we we want to um, provide him with some opportunity. Cooper Sharman is a young marking forward as well that um, we've brought in a year and a half ago, and he's shown a lot of talent. So we're quite optimistic with Coop. Um, and Maxie Heath, you know, as well as a um, as a developing ruckman, he's, he's actually probably coming a little bit quicker than um, than even we thought. So we'd we'd love those guys to um, to take up the opportunity that's in front of them in uh, 2023. But at the same time, I think we we do need yeah, you know maybe maybe one or two more, um, whether that be through you know trade free agency draft that we can bring in to to shore up uh, our stocks. Um, and provide our coaches with, you know, um, some more options and, and give those guys, um, you know, a bit of a chop out in need. We're speaking to St Kilda list manager James Gallagher. James, Hunter Clark, what's the situation there? We know he's been linked with a potential move to North Melbourne. How's he travelling? Is he happy at St Kilda? Because I know that fans, they'd be pretty devastated to lose him. Yeah, he, he's a... He's a terrific lad, Hunt. So actually, he's um, overseas with a group of our players at the moment, having a, a well-earned break. Um, I actually spoke to him earlier this morning. So, um, look, Hunt is a, he's a kid. He's, he's under contract with us. He's incredibly talented. Um, he's a good lad. You know, we love having him around the club. Um, you know, we would be really reluctant um, to trade him. 
um, because, you know, through um, mainly through injury, um, we, we haven't seen the best of him yet. And he is a, he is a young player. He's an emerging player. He's got his best years ahead of him. Um, so, you know, I'd expect that, um, that he'd be with us um, next year and hopefully for a long, long time beyond that. What's the expectation with Bradley Hill, James? Because he's got two years to run on that very lucrative contract he signed when he moved from Fremantle at the end of 2019. Do you expect him to still be a St Kilda player come 7.30 on October 12th? Uh, I do. I do, yeah. Yeah, I've spoken to Hilly quite a bit. Um, he's, he, look, he's played some really good footy for us um, at times, Bradley. Um, he's you know, maybe been a little bit inconsistent, certainly in the back half of this year. Um, but he, he had some mates... Um, as well, um, that we're, we're probably in that boat. So, um, you know, we need to find a way to get the absolute best out of Brad, you know, 20 or 22 weeks um, a year. And we think that, you know, with some tweaks to, you know, some personnel, the way we play and, and improvements in the program and just the growing maturity of our group, um, we're really confident that, that we'll be able to um, do that. He's, um, you know, a lot of his weapons aren't, they're not replaceable um, in, in AFL footy. You know, he's, he's running, he's, um, absolutely exceptional. He's got an ability to play in a few different parts of the ground. He's, he's quite unselfish with his running, his coverage for teammates at times. Which uh, look, it, it doesn't get um, it doesn't get the credit that uh, that he deserves. Um, but you know, we, we've all probably taken a bit of a breath at the end of the year and, and critically assessed how how the back end of the, the season went. Um, and you know, we've all got a bit of improvement to do. Um, that's from you know staff to coaches to players. Um, and yeah, I'd be expecting him to play with us next year and beyond. And um, I reckon we'll see the best of Brad Hill. Now, James, we know that Ben Long has requested a trade to the Gold Coast Suns. There's a Gold Coast Sun player that's been linked to St Kilda. I'm talking about Jack Bowes. Now, there's obviously a salary component to this. There's a potential for pick seven. Is the club considering Jack Bowes and the attachment of, of that pick seven? Yeah, well, I mean, it's look, Longy has has requested a trade to the Gold Coast. So we, um, you know, we'll, we'll explore that for him. Um, we love Longy. He's a, he's a beauty. Um, so we, we don't want to lose him, but you know, that's a request that he's made. And, and yeah, we're open to, to all those discussions with the Gold Coast. We've, um, we've certainly talked about, um, you know, players um, as part of a potential trade. Um, yeah. We're open to, to all possibilities provided it um, fits within our list strategy and our planning, not just for the short term, but um, but for the medium and long term as well. So, um, you know, I'm not going to go into the specifics of it, but yeah, look, we're, we're certainly um, open-minded and have had discussions around your know, players and picks. Well, James, thank you for joining us on the trade feed and best of luck for the upcoming couple of weeks. It might be busy once again for you. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see how we go, but um you know, we've got a really clear plan in place. Um, we're all on the same page. So, no, looking forward to um, seeing our next couple of weeks uh, play out and then onto the draft and then, yeah, preparing for a, for a big 23. James Gallagher there, the St Kilda List Manager. Well, Josh, it's been a jam-packed show. Daniel Howe and Isaac Smith, you can catch up on that along with our interview with James Gallagher on the podcast. We've got about... 15 seconds to go. So if you've got a question, you better make it fast. Well, Sarah, just quickly, there's a lot of t- lot of texts coming through around the report last yesterday that Jordan Ngoi has signed a five-year extension. Collingwood disputes this. It hasn't gone through just yet. So that's the reason why we asked the question Three seconds. around James Gallagher. We'll find out a lot more around Jordan Ngoi. <laughs>
You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Engineered in Germany. Proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. Two juicy chicken patties with a fiery coating. The Double McSpicy is back at Macca's. Lucky there's creamy mayo or it'd be too McSpicy. Can you handle the heat? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only. This trade period, there are some top performing players you'd love to have on your team. If you're with Host Plus, you're with a top performing super fund over the long term. Having a top performer on your side, that's a plus. Super Ratings SR50 Balance Index July 2022. General advice only. Consider the relevant Host Plus PDS and Team D at hostplus.com.au before deciding if Host Plus is appropriate for you. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. Search Compare Host Plus today. Bring your home to life this spring with the Choices Flooring Floors for Living sale. If you're searching for the latest in carpet, timber, hybrid, luxury vinyl, asthma-friendly choices... Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.